to Eat, Drink, Social. My name is Courtney Sandora, and throughout this podcast series, you'll be hearing from myself and the Go Social team. Go Social is a PR and social media marketing firm with offices in Denver, Colorado, and Louisville, Kentucky. We'll be discussing social media trends and influencer best practices in the food and beverage landscape. If you have any questions and want to reach out, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Go Social, or you can visit our website at goforthbesocial.com. Today we're joined with uh, Taylor Dante of Tasty Travels. Uh, she has a great food account and she's based in Florida and we're really excited, Taylor, to, to get to know you and, and hear how you, you started your account. Hi, awesome. thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm excited that you asked me on and to uh, chat today. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. So I guess just let's start off pretty general. Tell us about yourself. When did the, the food affair, you know, the love with food start? I mean, that's really such a good question. I feel like people ask me that a lot. And really just what comes to mind is I can't even think of a time where food kind of wasn't in my life. And I mean that like growing up, my mom wasn't much of a cook. We went out to dinner almost seven nights a week. Every time we traveled, it wasn't, oh, what museum are we going to? But my dad was like, wait, do we have all our reservations? What restaurants are we going to? So just growing up, everything was about food. <laughs> where are we going to next? What restaurant opened that my parents wanted to check out? So it's kind of just how I, how I grew up. And are you from Florida originally? Yes, I am. South Florida, um, born and raised, but my dad's Italian, so he's definitely an eater, and that's really where I get her from. <laughs> yeah, nice. My, my dad's 100% Italian as well. And oh, awesome. I had a grandmother who was the best cook ever. <laughs> so. I, I get that. Yeah, no, my Mimi, she's definitely a good cook as well, and when I was younger, it was like, oh, here's the pasta, here's the pasta. Like, come on, you need more, you need more. So caught up <laughs> to me a little bit, but, you know, can't blame her for it. <laughs> So when did you decide to, to launch or did it start on Instagram? Um, it did. I mean, I've always loved Instagram, just kind of being a girl of the 21st century. I remember creating my personal page freshman year of college when it all kind of was first starting. Um, but Tasty Travels came about, I guess, a couple years after that. I remember being in Colorado with my family and my mom was like, just make a page. And then it definitely sat there. I mean, we thought of the name, which I'm happy we did. I love the name Tasty Travels, but the page kind of just sat there and I would like post once every six months. And then I guess it's been two, three years now that I was like, you know what? I kind of love this. Let's see where it could go. And I started building it out and here it is. <laughs> and so do you have a day job too, or is this your primary at the moment, I'm doing TC Travels full-time. The last year, mm -hmm. even with COVID, has kind of rewarded me that I've been able to do this full-time. So That's awesome. Yeah, I know yeah. it's a side gig for a lot of people, so that's great you've, you've been able to do that. Totally. Um, I'm not complaining. <laughs> so I guess let's, let's talk about COVID. I, I know Florida was a little bit more open than some other states, but how did COVID impact you know, the, your channel? I mean, it definitely was a transition. I remember, I think it was not even a week right before we kind of locked down and I really started quarantining. I was in New York for my sister's birthday. So I was out and about getting all this content, partying, that whole thing. And then a few days after coming home, my mom was like, you're not leaving the house. So it was definitely a shift. And during that time, I had to really evaluate, okay, all my content is restaurant based, is going out behind the scenes. What do I do? And I started recipe content, bought the ring light, the board, all that stuff. And I'm kind of 
glad I did. So it was a shift and there were a couple months where I was like, wait, I'm, I'm not Martha Stewart. What am I doing here? But um, I'm glad I, I got into it. I mean, obviously traveling had to stop, which at the time, kind of my New York trip was one of many that I had coming up. I really want to incorporate travel more into my page, but there was, there was a shift, but you know, a lot of good came out of it. So are you, you know, I looked at your, your recent content here and, and a lot of it did seem to be, you know, more going back to restaurants. Are you going to shift back to that? Or are you still going to do more recipes? Um, I definitely think it will be, I don't know about a 50, 50, it will be so cut and dry like that, but I want to incorporate a mix. I actually just posted a recipe on my TikTok page a few minutes ago. So I definitely want to keep the mix because I feel like that's important. And honestly, recipe content has done really well for my page. It's opened up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities. So I want to keep up with that. Why not? Yeah, definitely. So on the travel side, uh, it sounds like you've done quite a bit of travel. What city in, in your opinion has the best food? Oh, I feel like this is a tough question. I saw when you sent me the questions, this is one of them. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like I should. I mean, I feel like here in Miami, we are super diverse and we're really lucky in that sense. I mean, of course, New York just always has the best food in my opinion, but I also know there's so many cities that I haven't even been to that I've heard great things about other states and, you know, of course, other parts of the world, but I don't know. I'm going to say Miami. We're, we're diverse here. We have some good options. So if you had kind of one of your last meals or your definite go-to meal, what would it be in Miami? So it's not the most interesting answer, but I guess it's a bit personal. One of the restaurants growing up, my family dined at a lot, was called Houston's here. It's also, they have some that are called Hillstones as well. And for me, it would just be that because it just kind of brings me back to eating there with my parents, my sister. And even to this day, when I go, the service, the food, it's really a 10 out of 10 experience. So if it's going to be my last meal, I mean, I want it to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Have you ever been? Are you familiar with the restaurant? Uh-uh, no, I haven't. I've, I've been to Miami once. It was more of a work trip um, and I didn't really get to you know, see much because I was just working. So oh, gotcha. That's yeah, it. they have a bunch of locations, even in Colorado. They're under a oh. different name, but it's just a good, good restaurant. Okay. I love them. Check it out. Yeah, I moved here from Louisville, Kentucky. And I have to tell you, Louisville has amazing food. They have, I think, the second most independent restaurants after New Orleans. Oh, wow. And and Colorado definitely is more chain based. I mean they they have independence, but it was it was a big switch there. Um, coming from Louisville. So, um, okay, well, you mentioned TikTok. Um, yes. Something on there. So what is your favorite platform to post on? I mean, I love Instagram. Even like I said, when I created my personal Instagram page back in college, I was just always obsessed with posting pictures and I just loved it. And I've always just felt like it was a, a fun, easy, I mean, now I have to think about it a little more, but yeah, Instagram's definitely my favorite. And then are you finding that you're seeing, is it easier to get organic reach on TikTok versus Instagram, or do you still have the best reach on Instagram? Um, I mean, I put the most time personally into my Instagram page. So that's why I feel like, you know, the reach might be larger and those numbers might be higher, but I mean, I enjoy TikTok as well. Um, and it's definitely something that every day, I mean, I have so many, I think like a hundred drafts of videos on my TikTok page. I just the time gets away from me every day. I want to put more time into TikTok, but I just always go back to Instagram. It's, it's yeah. my jam. <laughs> cool. um, 
So do you take your own photos? Yes, I do. I mean, I can't lie that to say that the photos of me, my boyfriend, my mom, my sister, it's been a, it's been a family affair. They're also the photographers of Tasty Travels, but all the food content and, and that kind of stuff, that's all me. Okay. So what makes a dish Instagram worthy? Ooh. I mean, it has to look delicious. I've been actually recently really into like action and pour shots. I've been trying to capture more of those because I just feel like they definitely are very jewel worthy and Insta worthy. But yeah, I think it just has to look delicious. You, you really have to want to just jump into the screen and almost want to grab that dish right then and there. Yeah. I, I saw one of your posts was a, it was like a cheesy pizza. I don't know if it was cheese uh-huh. food, but... <laughs> Um, I was trying to remember, but yeah, if that cheese pull was just, you, you just can't not watch it. No, right? Thank you. <laughs> Do you ask to go back into the kitchen or how does that work? Um, I do. Yeah. I usually will just message the restaurant or the PR company, whatever the best contact is, um, ahead of time, or if it's somewhere that's reached out to me and then, yeah, you kind of just make that request ahead of time. But I love going behind the scenes whenever I can. It's fun. It's a good time. So your, um, your feed's pretty bright in general and, and fun. Is that, how did you decide kind of on a look and feel for that? It's interesting because honestly, in my day to day, even right now, I like basically only wear black and white. Not to say I'm not a colorful person, but my wardrobe definitely is not. So it kind of just happened that my feed came to be that way. But I've had a lot of brands that I work with say that that's something that really caught their attention. So I've kind of just kept up with it, but it definitely wasn't planned. It wasn't planned to be that way. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so as you were growing your page, uh, how did you, what tips could you give someone to, to gain followers and engagement? I get this a lot. I actually have a lot of people message me each day and I mean, I'm happy to give tips and share. I feel like there's not really an exact plan. You just have to engage post consistently. I do post almost every day. And just really have your post be something that you love. Like if you don't look at your post and just be like, wow, I'm so proud of this. I love it. Like nobody else is going to be intrigued with it. Nice. It's a good tip. Um, so, you know, you, you mentioned that you work with brands. You're doing this full time. What types of companies do you like to partner with? Um, I mean, whenever I've had the opportunity to partner with brands that of course I'm familiar with, I recently, or a while back, I should say recently-ish, works with Perrier, like, you know, brands that on a day-to-day I already consume and love, that's always great. But I just want to make sure that at the end of the day that the brands are authentic to me. It's not, you know, some random meat company or product like pork rinds, for instance, something that I personally don't eat. I just want to make sure it's my audience isn't like, come on, Taylor, we know you don't eat this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, definitely. Are there any um, watchouts in general when a brand approaches you that you're like, meh? I don't want to partner with them. I mean, again, it just goes back to, does it make sense for me? Is it a product I like that I would actually eat, that I would enjoy, that I would cook with? I mean, and then of course you get into the specifics about what they want. And if it's like some crazy guidelines, it's like, okay, thank you. But maybe this wasn't the right fit. Yeah. And and I ask, it's really interesting because we're always on the flip side, trying to get, you know, our clients and work with influencers. And so it's just really good to hear you know, on your end, what you like and don't like. Um, so, and, and I know we've done in the past kind of a mix of trade, you know, trade 
product, whether it's product or a free meal or attend an event. Um, and then we've also done some paid. What's your, what's your thoughts on trade versus paid? Do you, do you do both? Um, I mean, I, I definitely do. Again, if somebody reaches out, I think yesterday it was a chocolate company and they said they didn't have a budget, but I was really interested to try their chocolate. I mean, of course, send it my way. I'll do a story shout out. Like, I mean, I always want to help the brand and make it work, especially if it's, again, something I know I will eat and enjoy and, you know, that makes sense for my brand. But being full-time, I do have to take budget into account. So it's, it's kind of a, a 50-50. It just depends on the situation, really. But I play around with it. Do you use any kind of, are you a part of any kind of influencer software? Um, I use Aspire IQ is one. Is that what you're asking? Like websites like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten a good amount of deals with them. They're one of my favorites and I feel like their site is super user-friendly. I mean, there's a couple that I'm a part of, but I more like to email and kind of contact the brands directly and work with them one-on-one. And so do you do a lot of outreach or do you more wait for people to come to you? Um, it's a mix. I mean, at the beginning, I would say it was majority outreach. Um, lately, as I guess I've just been growing, um, it's kind of been a mix. Um, but yeah, it really just depends. But again, if there's a brand that I want to work with and it's a snack or a food product that I love, I mean, there's no harm in reaching out. You never know what could come from it. Yeah. So I, I, we had a discussion on our team about how the whole unboxing video, someone said, oh, they're becoming less popular. Um, how important is it to you when you like get something for, from a brand to have it like packaged nicely? Ooh, I mean, I'm all about the packaging. Before doing my page, I used to work for an experiential marketing agency for a bit. So I love a good PR package. Um, but yeah, whenever I get sent one, I never want to be that influencer, creator, whatever my title would be that kind of just receives something grand or great that, you know, they took time to send to me and I don't post it. So everything that's sent to me, I like to at least post a story and give the brand its proper shout out. Like, oh yeah, I love a good PR package. Send them my way. They're so fun. Is there anything that you think is essential to include in that that's really helpful on your end? Um, I don't know about so much helpful, but I always think like the little extra things, for instance, like the handwritten notes or when my name's on something, like those customized details are always great. Um, and then I guess it just depends on the brand, but when they're able to send me something, for instance, somebody recently sent me a Polaroid camera or a ring light, like items that besides just trying the food or beverage product, I can then use and be every day like, wow, McDonald's sent me this Polaroid and I tell everybody it was from McDonald's. Like that's always kind of fun. Oh, that's, that's a great insight. Um, so have you ever had an instance, and obviously you don't have to name the brand, but <laughs> it, where you're like, ooh, I didn't care for this product and, and how would you handle that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have um, that. I've ha- yeah, I have, I'm trying to think. At the beginning, I was really even open to more and still figuring out what my branding was and all that and really just accepting packages all day long. Now I kind of, you know, curtail that a little bit, but yeah, no, if I've had something sent to me and I didn't like it, I, I of course just tell the brand in a respectful way. And, but I really have been lucky. I think only I've had a handful, maybe not even of those type of situations, thankfully. <laughs> So then in that case, you just would refrain from posting at all? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it's just really been something that wasn't to my taste buds, I just kindly let them know. And and they've always been understanding. Cool. Are you, uh, you know, kind of 
branded paid content and then not branded paid content? Do you try to say, oh, I'm going to do like one sponsored post every other post or how do you balance that? Um, I don't remember the app that I use, but I have one of those like grid apps that I use and I just try to space it out. I wouldn't, I mean, of course, some months or some weeks, it's, it's hard to space it out as much as I would like, but I never want anyone to look at my feed and, you know, think that I'm only in this for the paid you know, campaign sort of thing. So I just really kind of play with my grid and, and space them out as much as I can. So everything feels organic. Are you a big fan of food holidays? I, you know, I am. I have a bunch written down in my planner and even, I'm a big planner girl, and even like photos that I have archived, like National Pancake Day, I already have my photo. And that's like, so yeah, I, I am. I think they're, I think they're fun. I'm not crazy every holiday I post for one, but yeah. If the opportunity presents itself. I think they're fun. Yeah. Do you like, are you a fan? Well, because we do a lot of social media for clients, it's like, I have all of these ingrained. I'm like, oh, gotcha. National Bourbon Day in June. Um, so yes, my husband's always like, how, how do you know this stuff? <laughs> like you just have- And then it's funny how many national food holidays there actually yeah. are. It's, it's a little crazy. I do want to say I was, I really admired your pancake post that you were able to tie it back to the bank client. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really creative. I mean, that's not an easy one to always make it, you know, like fun and interesting and you, you managed to do it. So I was really impressed. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, I know we touched a little bit on TikTok already, but do you think that that's a place that more brands are going to play or do you think it's not really a great place for brands? Um, No, I do. I mean, I know a lot of fellow foodies that have had huge success with TikTok and I mean, I definitely admire what they're doing. And I think I said it earlier that I want to post. I have so many drafts on TikTok, just the days get away with me. But yeah, I think it's a super useful um, and beneficial app for brands for sure. I do. Do you find that it takes you longer to make a TikTok than an Instagram post? (laughs) This is going to sound funny. It's not so much longer because I can repurpose a lot of the videos. I think my indecisive side kind of comes through and it's like, I have to redo the video a little for it to fit TikTok. So then it's like, wait, what sound do I want to use? I don't know what it is about TikTok with Instagram. It's so like bam, bam, boom. And with TikTok, I just overthink it every time. And I don't know why. Hence all the drafts. Are the Instagram reels? I mean, I know that that was kind of Instagram <laughs> TikTok. I mean, are you, do you find those easier? Yes. Something about Instagram as a whole. It's, I know it sounds funny. I find so much easier. I don't overthink it. I enjoy it a lot more. Something about TikTok stresses me out a little. But hopefully I, I get over that. <laughs> I don't know what it is. So if a, if a brand came to you, do you primarily just do Instagram or would you also put them on your TikTok? I mean, it depends what they want. I know I said earlier that I just posted, um, it was a brand collaboration for a recipe that I posted on my TikTok earlier today. So, I mean, I have it all listed on my media kit and, you know, when a brand reaches out, it's kind of like, let's, let's talk about what's going to be best for the brand and the overall campaign. But yeah, I mean, I'm open to whatever's going to be more successful. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, you know, you bring up the, the media kit. And I remember when we first started doing influencer outreach, 
gosh, I think it was like 2016. It, it was really the wild west. Like we'd have one person asking for X amount of dollars and another person, you know, like a hundred times that. Um, so how, how, when you developed your media kit, was it a difficult thing or, or how did you go about figuring that out? Yeah, no, I love that question. I mean, starting Tasty Travels and this whole process, it wasn't like I studied this in school as many of us didn't. It's kind of been a learning each and every day. So thankfully, I've had a couple fellow foodies, um, especially those here in South Florida that have been really great and kind of giving me advice here and there. And I picked their brain. So they definitely have guided me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really kind of been sometimes a brand reaches out and they quote me and I'm like, is this the right price? Is it not? I mean, it's, it's really always a gamble and I'm just kind of figuring it out every day. So if you have any tips for me, I mean, I'm always hoping, (laughs) I mean, we open, I mean, yeah, we use the software Upfluence. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yes, I have. Yeah. Honestly, I think they just look at all the influencers and their software program as a whole. And they like look at followers and engagement and they come up with like a suggested price per post. I don't think it's a perfect science, but at least it's like a, like if someone came and asked for $10,000 and Upfluence is saying, well, this post is worth a hundred, then, you know, that's like a flag on my end. Totally. Yeah. But no, it has been very interesting and learning about usage rights and all this different terminology that yeah. a couple months ago, I never even thought of. So, yeah. yeah cool. Well, tell us, so what's, what's in store for you? What, where are you traveling to next? Um, well, I don't want to jinx it, but I actually am about to send out a visa application today to potentially go to Russia next month. Oh. Um, my boyfriend is playing in the world cup for beach soccer. So yeah, so hopefully my visa gets approved. Um, if my parents are listening to this, hey, I might be going to Russia. Um, <laughs> no, they know. I'm just kidding. But yeah, so hopefully I'll be going to Russia. And then if I do go, possibly Germany or Switzerland, just somewhere else kind of in the area while I'm on that side of the world. So yeah, that's my next game plan. That's great. That's very Yeah. Exciting. Yeah, I haven't been before. Have you been by any chance or? My husband has, yeah, he works oh, in the cool. food industry. And so we had, there's a, a vodka brand that did, you know, well out there. Um, so, but I think he went in at winter time. So it, <laughs> it's a little bit chilly, gotcha. but yeah, um, no, just, yeah. just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, very cool. And then in terms of your channel, your, um, is there anything new you're, you're launching or just kind of continuing on with your same thing? Um, Continuing on, but just going off of Russia, besides this trip, I really want to incorporate the travel aspect more of Tasty Travels, as I've been saying lately. So hopefully just more travel plans coming up and and then just continuing to go off of the recipe content creation that has been so great for my page and that my audience has enjoyed. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always up to mixing it up, trying new things, but sometimes at the, you know, at the same time, it's like, hey, if it's not broken, don't don't fix it. You know, it's kind of a combo. Definitely. This has been great. Thank you so much for sharing your insight um, and your recommendations. I'll definitely have to check out Houston's um, if I make it to Miami. But but yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and, and coming on. No, of course. Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys asked. This was fun. Cool. Have a good one. All right, everybody, that wraps up today's episode of Eat Drink Social. Thanks for listening. If you have a story to share or know somebody that does, feel free to reach out to us.